Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Enterprise Fleet Virtual Summit Fireside Chat. I'm John Gallagher, Senior Editor at FreightWaves. And in this discussion, we're going to be talking about driver training. And, and who better to chat with this about this topic than the President and CEO of the Commercial Vehicle Training Alliance, uh, A. Bailey Wood. Uh, Bailey, thank you very much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, John. I appreciate the time today. Great. So, so Bailey, you joined CVTA a little less than a month ago. So just to start things off, how's it going so far in your new position? Uh, so far, things have been going great. My first couple of weeks, I was really focused on connecting with the members. I've had about 65 conversations with just members alone, reaching out, learning more about their business model, uh, kind of internalizing the important issues that they're focused in on and, and learning what's really important uh, on their day-to-day -day activities. Uh, the other aspect of that is getting to know the industry. I've reached out to most other major trade associations in Washington, D.C. that focus on the trucking industry, ATA, TCA, TIA, just to make sure I have those connections and, and start the dialogue between our organizations. Um, I've been involved with transportation for uh, probably 20 years now, and uh, I have a good network, and, and that network is, is serving me well. Bottom line, it's it's been a very smooth transition, and that has a lot to do with the the team we have here at CVTA and also the board of directors has been very generous with their time. Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned members. Just to, so, just to clarify for for everyone uh, watching, and say who 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 are your members, Bailey? Uh, our members are primarily private truck driving schools uh, across the country. These are not the publicly funded ones. These are the ones where uh, anybody can go to, um, and they're usually not affiliated with uh, community colleges. Got it, got it. Okay, so just to get into the discussion, one of the big issues that has uh, been on the CBTA front burner, so to speak, for a while now, um, are the uh, entry-level driver training regulation, which is, a, is scheduled to go into effect uh, February 7th uh, next year. So now that we're less than a, a year away, Bailey, from implementing the ELDT, as I call, call it, can you remind us like what you consider the most important parts to this new training regime and, and, and what is CVTA doing to prepare its members and the industry for this rule? Well, for CVTA members, this uh, rule is a decade in the making. One of the big focuses of CVTA uh, pushing for uh, entry-level driver training regulation was to make our roads safer. Bottom line, that's what it does. This ups the quality of truck driver education across the United States, creates a minimum standard curriculum for everybody, everybody who's training to be a truck driver uh, to get the best training they can. Again, our goal is to make our roads safer and this comprehensive curriculum will up everybody's skills. To help our members, uh, we've begun a, uh, a our, our members first off um, already provide some of the highest level, highest quality uh, driver training uh, in the country. Um, so many of our members are already up to speed on ELDT, and some of them already exceed, most of them already exceed the, the ELDT standards. But we've developed uh, multiple materials to assist them to understand what the rule, the rule is, when it's coming, and what its requirements are. We've also been holding webinars, and these webinars have been unbelievably helpful to my members, particularly because they allow for Q&A, and they get down into the nuances of uh the uh, regulation, find out where the, the potential hangups are and where people have questions. And we've been fortunate that this was a negotiated rulemaking. 
So we had several of our members who were actually in the room at the time helping craft this regulation. So we have some real experts available to us that understand not only the, the rule and what's on the page, but also the why behind it. And that's pretty incredible. And, and, and uh, do, you, do you foresee this bringing on um, added costs for, for members? Um, again, most of my members are already there at that level. I think that those who aren't can make a few adjustments just to make sure um, they're in compliance with the rule. Um, there are approximately uh, 30 criteria in the theory portion of it, the classroom portion of it. And then there are multiple aspects in the behind the wheel um, uh, a training as well, just so people are a little bit more consistent across the country. Again, our goal here is safety, and I don't think you can put a value in safety. Right, right. Um, and, the, you know, the pandemic, as you know, obviously put a big strain on motor vehicle agencies around the country, state, state motor vehicle agencies around the country. The ability of drivers to uh, basically apply for and get their their licenses. Um, what is the current? Can you tell us, Bailey, what the current status of that right now? And has, has this has this logjam broken? It has somewhat, but there's there's some flaws that were existing long before the uh, pandemic. Um, at the height of the pandemic, about half of the nation's uh, DMV shuttered their doors. No, nobody knew what to do at first, which is understand understandable. Uh, fortunately, Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration stepped in and they created a waiver um, for many states to temporarily uh, start third party testing. Third party testing, uh, non-DMV testing is something that we strongly advocate for at CBTA. Now, these waivers expire uh, here at the end of May. So we've got about two months left um, as I'm talking to you in early April. Um, and our hope is states will start to finally see the value of third party testing. There's already a backlog, there's a major backlog. Congress did a, a study, excuse me, GAO did a study um, uh, quite some time ago and the delays at DMVs are quite significant. These delays haven't subsided primarily because the demand for truck drivers hasn't subsided. So we're hoping that people start seeing and states and legislatures and governors start seeing the value of third party testing. We think that'll help not only break the log jam post pandemic, but in the long term as well because the demand for drivers is going up. And as internet commerce continues to grow, when it doesn't look like it's stopping, so will demand for truck drivers. That's right, and when you mentioned third-party testing, Bailey, you're talking about, you're, you're about non-state agency testing, correct? Non-state agency testing, for, for instance, one of my uh, members in uh, Pennsylvania is the largest tester um, in that state. Um, and he you know, pushes through, probably they have about 100 tests a month, which is pretty remarkable. Right, 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 right. So are more driving schools doing their, doing their own testing like that? Well, it all depends on what state law requires. Um, some states permit it, some do not. It, it's, it's up to, it's, it's truly up to the state, but we need to get more efficiency in the system. You know, as I mentioned earlier, we're at minimum 60,000 drivers short at this very moment. So, and, and that number is going to go up dramatically. As, as again, internet commerce increases and the demand for goods and goods starts uh, continuing. And as our economy comes out and gets stronger after the pandemic, we're going to see an even greater demand after that. So we need truck drivers and third party testing is a great way to accomplish that and do it quickly. How, how are your members doing? I mean, your driving school members how, um, it, during, you know, through the pandemic, did, did, how are they faring now? Did any have to shut their doors permanently? 
Um, to the best of my knowledge, no member had to shut down the shutdown permanently. So that most of this happened before my time here. So I'm I'm picking this up anecdotally from my member, which has been fortunate. Now, as you know, uh, truck drivers were one of the big heroes um, out of the pandemic. So uh, when you look at truck driving schools, uh, truck driving schools reopened quickly. They got people back into the classroom, either or actually or virtually, got them behind the wheel in a safe way. So schools are doing very well right now. Um, again, again, there's no secret that carriers are are still looking for uh, drivers to fill seats. And third-party testing, I'll beat that drum one more time, is a great way to get more drivers on the road safely. Yeah, and and you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the extensions that have been going. Are you anticipating another extension by the by the, uh, by the government for for more exemptions? Uh, we're asking for it. We're pushing for it, um, but but it remains to be seen. I haven't heard much from the Biden administration. Obviously, that changes the the Washington calculus rather dramatically, um, but it makes sense. Um, and one of the things that we're pushing for uh, is is also the, the infrastructure package. You know, there's a lot of openings in that, and we'll see if there's an opportunity to encourage states to uh, uh, implement again expanding uh, testing procedures. Yeah, and, and speaking speaking of the uh, infrastructure package that just that just um, uh, recently was uh, unveiled by the Biden administration, did you? Uh, it's 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 new. Is there anything in there that you're seeing, Bailey? Uh, good or bad for for your membership well it is two trillion dollars that is a big deal bill that covers everything from highways roads bridges to workforce development i mean heck they even threw in the kitchen sink um the definition of, of what constitutes infrastructure in that bill is broader than i've ever seen before um like i said i've been involved in transportation policy for going on 20 years now and uh, everybody wants pristine roads. Everybody wants strong, safe bridges. Everybody. The problem is, is nobody nobody wants to pay for it. Um, so the tax hikes in it are, are a little problem problematic for my members. They're businesses after all, um, and so that's a little concern. So how they're going to pay for it is 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 one of the concerns. On the flip side of that, um, the the Biden administration has proposed expanding the worst workforce investment and. Uh, an Opportunities Act. And WIOA is a great way to get people into truck driving careers. It's a way to, they give uh, students grants and, and many students can go through our schools, high quality schools for free. And expanding WIOA to the unemployed or underemployed uh, creates great opportunities for them. The other thing I saw, which was a particular notice is the apprenticeship program. Uh, we're pushing to have 18 to 20 year olds qualify for a commercial driver's license. And an apprenticeship program, which they propose in this bill, would really help uh, young drivers uh, get on the road, get on the road safely, acclimate to a character. So these pre-apprenticeship programs that they're talking about in the infrastructure bill and the apprenticeship programs uh, look really good to us. Um, there's a lot of details. This is a White House proposal. We don't have legislation introduced in, in uh, Congress yet. So where this ends up remains to be seen. Right. And, and so speaking of the driver recruitment, um, how is it going? Just I mean, you mentioned the, the um, under 20 program. How do you see driver recruitment going generally in this country? And, and what steps other than that need to be taken, do you think, to, to increase driver recruitment? Well, I think as more and more people uh, want to rejoin the workforce, I mean, that's the one 
uh, economic marker that we've seen is the number of people who left the workforce. Uh, and They're going to start coming back. Um, so, and they're going to start looking for jobs. And we need to make sure that the trucking industry is well-placed to do that. I mentioned earlier about increasing, uh, lowering the driver's age to 18. Um, and, and the goal there is to get at high school students before they start their careers. Um, and, you know, to have them go away for three years and then come back in an attempt to draw them into to a what is a very good career, a career that can pay 30, 40, 50, 60, even $70,000 a year early in the career is important. So we think, again, expanding to 18 to 21 year olds is a, a valuable. Of course, we've got to train them well, we've got to test them hard, and we need to make sure that they're safe on the roads. Because again, that's what we're all about. I mentioned the, uh, the, the Workforce Innovation and Opportunities Act earlier. That will always be a big help, and again, there's a strong interest by the Biden administration to help out those who are unemployed and those who are underemployed. Yeah, yeah, and that so that we we owe the W the Workforce Innovation Act you mentioned. That's that's overseen by the Department of Labor. Is that, is that right? Yes. And 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 is that what is the status there? Is that something that has to be reauthorized? Um, not only reauthorized, but more importantly, funded properly. Uh, year after year, we ask uh, Congress to make sure that they're properly funding uh, these workforce development programs that train people for um, careers. You know, my grandmother would always say, don't just get a job, get a career. And truck driving is a career. It's a career that you can grow in. It's a career you can raise a family in. And uh, so uh, the WIOA program in particular is very transformative in what it can do. It can take somebody who's been struggling and get them in a truck where they're making $60,000 a year. So it's an extremely important program. And again, we're going to continue to ask Congress to, to fund it because we have a Democrat in the White House and a democratically controlled House and Senate. Prospects are looking good, but we're going to keep our, our foot to the pedal to keep on that drum to keep um, uh, Congress aware of how important the program is and the need for uh, a full funding. Uh, and on another topic, uh, Bailey, there's been uh, a lot of discussion recently uh, in the industry regarding automation and driver and the, the push toward driverless trucks, basically, um, and automated vehicles. What um, what is the potential toll that could take? Do you see on on truck driver jobs? I mean, are there any concerns that you have about that? Uh, I left uh, the U.S. Department of Transportation back in November, and I'm I'm going to use your word, uh, John, that. There are still a lot of discussions going on. The technology is not there yet, and it's it's still a while off. Um, our C CVTA members are still focused on uh, putting people um, in trucks and in seats. It's one thing with these automated vehicles to uh, drive grandma to the grocery store to uh, uh, to get her her weekly supplies. It's another thing to put a uh, a multi-ton vehicle on the road not only in a highway situation, but also uh, through uh, inner city traffic and things like that, they're, they're still the safest with a person at the wheel. And, and again, that's our focus. Our, our, our focus at CBTA is making our roads and keeping our roads safe. AV technology is there, it's a little ways off, um, and we're focused on uh, keeping our members abreast of what's going on. And our industry is ridiculously adaptive, just as we've done during the pandemic, and they'll adapt to this as well. Yes, thank you for that. So um, another issue, CVTA uh, formed an alliance with the Professional 
uh, Truck Driver Institute, P PTDI. Explain why that was done, if you could, and and just, you know, what's the status of, of the task force? Um, the, from what I understand, Bailey, it was created to to, to improve PDD, PTDI's uh, value, basically, and, and ability to increase safety uh, within the truck within truck driver training in the industry. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, PTDI is now 100% under the CVTA umbrella, which is where it should be. Um, our goal um, at the CVTA and also want to bring in the publicly funded uh, organizations that help train drivers um, is to make sure that high quality uh, truck driver training exists. PTI exists to raise the bar. ELDT is a new wrinkle in that. So entry-level driver training regulations have changed kind of the focus of PTDI. The goal of PTDI was to raise the bar. Well, the bar has been raised to the PTDI levels, and now we need to raise the PTDI bar again. So what we're looking to do is, is we're looking to expand what the, uh, the Institute uh, uh, offers. We're going to look again at uh, instructor certification, train the trainers, those kinds of things. Uh, we're going to look at resources that help uh, young drivers or new drivers get on the road, get on the road safely. Again, we want safe roads. So the conjunction of CBTA and PTDI together uh, will make a very strong pairing. And again, keep our roads safe. PTDI has a phenomenal reputation, and that's something we want to build on. Great, yeah. So just lastly, uh, Bailey, um, every new head of an organization likes to set their vision, uh, set their own vision. What is, what, tell us what your vision is for CBTA. Well, CBTA, I, there's, there's three aspects that I have been focusing in. So the first is advocacy. Um, the primary reason that tr most trade associations exist in one form or another is to make sure that their members are not only well represented at the federal level, but also at the state level. So we're looking to grow membership so we can grow our grassroots army. The most successful trade associations in, in Washington have strong grassroots networks that know how to get into Congress and get things accomplished. CVTA has always punched above our weight class and we can do better do better for our members and we can do better for the industry as a whole. The second aspect is, is communication slash education. Um, we as an organization want to improve our resource offerings. I talked about the ELDT uh, uh, materials that we provided, the webinars and things like that. Uh, so members know uh, what's going on in the industry where to find resources, and how to improve their businesses. We want to make it easier to train to get quality drivers on the road. And the last thing um, that I want to strengthen here at CVTA is networking. I've spoken to about 65 of our members, which is close to half of our membership. And one of the things they consistently told me uh, in just about every conversation about one of the things they appreciate the most about CVTA is networking, getting together, talking through issues, sharing best practices is one of the most valuable things they get out of this organization. We've had this, one of the, the few benefits of the pandemic is, is we've seen the value of online communication so we can get together more often virtually. We wanna do it to get together in person as well because person to person uh, meetings are still incredibly valuable. So we're gonna continue to create forums for our members to get together share ideas, share best practices, 
and collaborate on what's good for not only the industry, but also making America's roads safe. Well, that sounds like a great, uh, a great three-prong uh, vision going forward for the organization, Bailey. Um, well, well, thank you again for taking time to speak to us today. Uh, it was very informative um, and just wish you great success in your role as you continue to guide the organization. All right. Well, thank you very much, John. I really appreciate your time today. Wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining this fireside chat. Please stay tuned for the next panel.